Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another interview episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Kelberton, and I had the and I have the chance today to talk with a speedrunner. And thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. And what name do you should I? Because when I last time we talked, you, you used you changed your screen name. Uh, yeah, I am currently going by Bomb Bomb on Twitch. A lot of people just call me by my first name, Blake. Either one okay. works. <laughs> like I we had actually talked. I think it was back like episode seventy one or so. I think we we had talked last time. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. <laughs> Always love being on the podcast, though. <laughs> Well, um, when we had talked last time, I, I think you had just started running uh, Final Fantasy IX, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was pretty pretty recent, at, or pretty shortly after I had started started running it. I'm actually looking at that was episode 71 that we released back in May 18th, 2020. Okay, so yeah, it was probably less than a year at least. Okay. So the reason I have you here is one is you are currently still as of January second, twenty twenty two, the world record holder for Final Fantasy Nine speedrun on PSX, ninety yep. percent. Yep, which is pretty damn impressive. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, I never really thought I would ever have a world record in any game until like I don't know. There's just something different about FF Nine. I really wanted it. I mean, hell, any any time any. So for those that don't know what speedrunning is, is where you play a game as fast as you can, just like it sounds like. But it's all about grinding runs, right, essentially? Yeah, especially with a, a game that is, you know, on average nine hours long. <laughs> for a fast, I mean, I, I haven't played Final Fantasy IX in years. It came out in 2000 for PlayStation 1. It's been so many years since I played it, but I, I know it took me a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, I think my first playthrough was probably closer to 60 hours. Yeah, I mean, it's a long game. Like, I, I didn't even know people speedrun RPGs until more recently with awesome games done quick where I've seen that people do that. Yeah, uh, it's it's strange because you wouldn't think it'd be as popular as it is. But, like, FF9 has over 100 runners on its board. It's probably the most popular FF game to run, surprisingly. What's it like running something that's that long? Like, I mean, I'm sure that's got to be, you know, you got to put a lot of time aside, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, that's the big thing is it's a huge time commitment. So, I mean, like you have to mentally prepare, you know, you have to physically prepare in turn. Well, not necessarily you have to be physically fit, obviously, because I'm not. But <laughs> uh, I mean, you just have to, you know, have stuff ready. Like you have to not necessarily plan out what you want to eat, but have stuff that's at least quick to eat, you know, or quick to make or, you know, and then have obviously something to drink. Like how many do you you know like roughly how many runs it took you to get the world record? Oh, over a thousand. Unfortunately, damn. So the program we use, uh, Live Split. Unfortunately, I had lost my old splits that I was using because my uh, solid state drive had crashed in my computer at one point. So I, I had to replace that, and I, I lost pretty much everything that was on that because I was stupid and didn't have it backed up to my other hard drive for some reason. Uh, what are splits for those that don't know? So, I mean, a split is just like a segment of the run. So, like the the first split, for instance, in FF9 is so we have to steal an item from the very first enemy, which is basically just a tutorial battle, but it's it's crucial to the run. So, basically, the first split is from the you know the start of the game when you hit new game, and then from the end of that battle when you exit it, and then you you basically you time that segment and you split it. And that way, you know, it helps 
essentially gauge, you know, where your time save is as opposed to just having one timer where it, you know, if for how long I was running FF9, I could just tell when I was on a good pace based on that. But it, it still helps to, you know, be able to analyze a bit deeper than that. Yeah, to kind of see how many seconds you're doing or how. Because, I mean, one thing about speedrunning is I know it involves a lot of resets. If things don't go well, you're just going to start over, especially with a game like this. I'm assuming it must be kind of like if you get like, let's say you're like four hours in halfway through the game and something happens there, you tend to keep going if something bad happened. For FF9, it depends how far behind, um, you know, I would probably just call it if I was like too far behind and just end the run and stream for the day. Um, Because at that point, you're. You're like not far enough in to finish it, at least for me to justify finishing it most of the time. But you're also too far in to reset most of the time. <laughs> so, I mean, I have done reset. I've done a reset like five hours into the run more than Ooh. halfway in before. And I, I just I would not recommend that um, to anyone. And I would probably never do that kind of grind again. That's why I'm actually going to start running a shorter game just because like it, it can be unhealthy to be honest and i think that you know we kind of need to normalize breaks and speed runs that are that long and in some way i know that some runs are trying to you know some communities are trying to improve on that but it's it's hard obviously i mean yeah it's a long game i mean that's i mean i understand speed running people who speed like mario or shorter games or like you beat it in two hours on the speed run or you beat it in you know under an hour but something like this is that's a mammoth task yeah i think it's the second longest final fantasy speed run 10 there's actually a new category for 10 but 10 historically has been the longest for a long time 10's a long game yeah uh, fun fact over half of the run is cutscenes. <laughs> there's only one? like four hours of real gameplay and then like there's six hours of cutscenes. i love 10 i haven't played it in years though yeah, 10, I like 10 a lot but i think that it has some very uh some things that haven't aged very well like another thing with Final Fantasy IX, with it being an RPG, when you're speedrunning it, do you level very often? I'm assuming um, you run from almost all fights, right? Yeah, I mean, there's forced fights in nine, so you know, a majority of the experience we get are from those fights. There are uh, there's like three or four fights outside of that that you. So one of the dungeons, you're pretty much guaranteed to get the fight you need just because the encounter rate's so high. I mean, it kind of for all the encounters, you know, th- especially on PSX, the encounter rate is high enough that you don't really have to worry about not getting the encounters you need. But yeah, for most of them, I would say 95%, we just try and run from them as quickly as possible. Okay. And then we finish the run around, uh, what level? Thirty, Either 33 or 34 for oh, Zidane, the main character. That's so low. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised because with because of how the game works, a lot of people don't realize how deep like the stat mechanic like. So your stat growth is based on the equipment you have, actually. And I feel like not a lot of people know that. So like if you that's why to get max stats, you basically have to try to level as little as possible and then start power leveling like end game. So the end game equipment is going to give you way better stack growth than like early game. So with FF9, it actually is not really beneficial to look. It is, but it isn't like if you want to get a really high stats, it's not beneficial to, you know, power level early. Okay. I feel like that is not communicated in the game either at all. It's, it's not, it's, okay. I don't know why, because it's, you'd think it'd be very important, but yeah, stack growth, 
And maybe the devs just didn't want people to be able to abuse it because obviously, you know, we we abuse it as much as we can. But yeah, it's the everything in that game is tied to equipment. And I feel like that's where the real customization comes from. And, you know, I don't really hold it against people, I guess, for lack of a better term, for people who don't know that because it's, it isn't explained. So but the game is a lot deeper than I think a lot of people who don't like the game give it credit for. I mean, I have always known it as a really good RPG and a good, like, it had a good system. Like, I know you learned a lot of abilities from weapons, but I didn't, I never realized that it's like six where the, in this case, the weapons give you, you know, upgrades that I never knew. Yeah. And the ability system, I didn't know this until I started running either. So basically, if you have two pieces of equipment that teach you the same ability, it doubles the the AP growth, and if you have a third, it triples it. As you know, and so oh, on. That's cool. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so we take advantage of that just to learn abilities as quickly as possible. And obviously, there's the ability upskill that also doubles AP growth. Because I haven't played this game since early 2000s, and I remember I had the strategy guide for it, which was complete utter garbage. Because oh, it was yeah. all hey, go to playonline.com. It's it's kind of a meme in the community. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't think I, I don't have it anymore. I got rid of it because it was completely garbage. Because mm-hmm. it was just go to the website that doesn't even exist yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they converted the website to Final Fantasy XI, essentially. They tried to be really forward thinking with it, but I don't think they accounted for the rise of game facts and similar websites. That were better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you do the runs, are you doing a lot of like random number generation manipulation, like for boss fights and things? Uh, not with FF9. Um, we really don't. So not with nine, you know, it's a really straightforward run. And I think that's what makes it easy for a lot of people to understand and why it's kind of fun for even if you have very little knowledge of the game, it's just fun. It's kind of cathartic to watch people, you know, runners get screwed over by bad RNG. <laughs> but yeah, like stuff like FF10 actually tracks RNG now, which is crazy. But yeah, uh, a few of the FF games do track RNG and stuff like that. Okay, what do you mean by track RNG? Like, so basically, I'll use FF8 as an example. So basically, they what they do is they need certain cards from Triple Triad to synthesize them into items or magic, rather, I should say. Okay. So they have a program where, like, they track stuff that you think wouldn't even matter, like the amount of hits, say, Squall had on Ifrit. That matters in tracking the RNG. So they actually have a script that they use to track all that because i mean no human's gonna feasibly be able to track that <laughs> yeah it's it's really interesting that the science of of the runs has, has come a long way for some of them with ff9 though it's it's much harder to track because so much is randomized like there's stuff in cutscenes that's you know randomized for how long the cutscene will take what yes when you're on the airship before uh black waltz 3 Vivi will talk to that black mage in the airship and it's actually randomized like where that black mage goes and how far Vivi has to walk. So you you can lose at max <laughs> 11 seconds just because of that cutscene. Oh, God. Wow. That's not something I would have expected. I, I mean, I, I watch a lot of speedruns and I listen to a lot of the talk and where people talk about, you know, like losing time here, or this and that. But I never would have thought where a cutscene would be that yeah. different. Yeah, FF9 has, it's not super common, but some of the cutscenes, yeah, the, there is an RNG element that affects how long it takes. That's an, okay, that's impressive. I, I, I look forward to someday going back to 9 for the show. At some point, I want to replay it because it's been so many years. Yeah, we'll I, see. <laughs> I can't wait for that. 
It won't be anytime too soon. Final Fantasy Caesar games are not games I do a lot because they're long. Yeah, that's fair. I don't remember a whole lot about nine because it's been so many years, but I do remember there being a lot of like really challenging boss fights in that game. Were there some that like you had to do any type of, or is it just by getting certain equipment and leveling faster, you get, you were able to handle them pretty well. Yeah. Most of the boss fights we match up with equipment, you know, there's definitely still some really tough bosses. Like I think probably the first difficulty gate for just casually even is Gizamaluk, the like water serpent in disc one before the last dungeon. Really remember him. Yeah, that boss can just absolutely wreck you, um, especially casually when you don't know the mechanics, because you can actually another thing that a lot of people don't know is you can actually throw tents in in actual battles. Um, (laughs) You can use them on yourself. They'll fully heal you. I don't know if they heal MP. But there's like a 46% chance that you'll be <laughs> bitten by a snake because it was in the tent uh, and you'll be poisoned, blinded and silenced. So wow. we actually use that to our advantage on Gizmaluk because a, a lot of the bosses and this is what I really like about FF9 is a lot of the bosses are not immune to status effects, which allows for a lot of different strats. So basically... The beginning of the fight, we'll throw a couple tents to try and blind and silence Giza Maluk. And then um, if that doesn't work, you know, if you're unlucky, we'll use a skill that just blinds Giza Maluk 100% of the time. I love little things about that in speedruns, like what people have to do and what little tactics. Like, I never would have known or even thought you could throw a tent at an enemy or or anything. Yeah, the FF9 has some really neat mechanics when it comes to item usage and equipment usage and, like, I love the card game, but a lot of people hate it. But that's just because I think the game doesn't explain it very well. It does not. It felt random, too, at times. I don't think it is. I know you can level up the cards, but it's been a long time since I played Tetra Master. Well, there is a random element. So I think that's partially what makes it interesting. Like, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I'm not a huge fan of of Triple Triad in um, FF8. I think that it is too easy at times. um, Unless you get the random rule. Oh, I hate the random rule. <laughs> but you are right. Eight is easier because all you have to do is get really top cards and then you can just win every game because you can overpower everything. Where with nine, you can get really good cards, but they don't always have good arrows. Yeah. And the the stats on cards in nine. So you could have a, a like an amazing card, but there's still like a very small chance. We actually have a table that shows the percentage of like the likelihood of your card losing. So like even if you have a low tier card, you can beat a, a, a good card. Um, there's always a small chance. <laughs> and, you know, the defender actually, when the cards are even, the defender has the advantage. Well, that's cool. That's odd. Yeah. It's usually is offensive in most games, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Trip, our uh, Tetra Master is really deep. And, you know, it's I think it's hard to understand just because, you know, the the manual even says, you know, figure it out for yourself, basically. <laughs> well, I'm assuming in a speedrun you don't play any Tetra Master, do you? Or is there autom- are there ones that the game makes you play? Well, there's the card tournament that's mandatory and actually gives you a really good item if you win it. So we originally, for a long time, you had to, if you didn't win the card tournament, you had to go make it like a 90-second detour to make that item. But we actually routed it out Um but yeah, you do always want to win the card tournament okay. anyways. Like, what is it? I mean, I'm surprised the game even lets you beat it so early. Like, I, I can't remember what I was, but I'm assuming I was in the 60s and 70s when I beat this game. 
because that's how I play RPGs. Yeah, I mean, that's how most people play them, to be fair. I mean, the game was actually meant to be speed ran because there's the Excalibur 2, which is the most powerful item, powerful weapon in the game. You have to beat Lich, the third, to, no, fourth to last boss. You have to beat him in under 12 hours to get it. So, like, <laughs> the game was basically meant to be speed ran. And I take it that you guys get that weapon every time now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's you can't really beat the game without it. I mean, you can, but it would take way. The last boss would take way longer. I always thought it was funny that it was even in the game and it was so late. Like I because I remember when I first saw it, I'm like, how like, why is this at the very end of the game? And why do you have to get there in 12 hours? Yeah, it's kind of it kind of seems random, but and it it is really late. So, I mean, if you're just beating the game, you don't really get much of a chance to use it. But I mean, if you're doing Ozma or Quail, any of the super bosses, it's very helpful because with it's a holy weapon. So it does one and a half times more damage on the last boss and the third to last boss. Plus, you can equip items that add an additional one and a half multiplier that boost holy damage. So, OK, it's very useful. <laughs> I just thought it was just, I mean, it's cool to know that there's actually now, like, people are actually using that weapon. Where yeah. before, I never would have thought of that because you had to beat the game so quickly and it was so late in the game. Yeah, it's, it's, I actually don't think they use it for Ozma, but I would assume if you're playing casually, you might have Steiner in your party, so. Is there a certain, I can't, nine lets you change party members, right? Like, it doesn't assign, auto-assign people that you use late in the game? Yeah, starting in, like, the third disc, you can use party members quite freely. Um, is there a what team do you for speedruns? Is it a certain team everybody uses? I assume the disc three is kind of it differs by route. Disc four will almost always well, it'll either be a combination. It'll be Sedane, Freya, Steiner, and Amaranth. Amaranth or yeah, Amaranth is okay. a very strong physical attacker. Or some people bring actually um, Zidane, Freya, Steiner, and Queena because <laughs> you can learn Knight with Queena, which will put. Believe it or not, most of the bosses can be put to sleep, even late game. So you can essentially, for lack of a better term, you know, stun lock or what we call it sleep lock, where, you know, you'll put the boss to sleep, wait for Queen's ATB to fill up, start attacking. And then before the boss wakes up, you queue up night again and it'll put him back to sleep before they even get a turn in. Wow. <laughs> I hated yeah. Quina. I never used her when I played back originally. Oh, we love Queen in the community. I just don't think there's it's a waste of time, in my opinion, to get night. But I mean, it's it can save time. You know, I just basically you have to sacrifice a battle and do an additional battle to to get night when you might not even really, you know, might not even really be able to use it, essentially, because, I mean, Queenie can get killed first turn and that'll waste time in and of itself. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I, I know like any speed run, it's always about balancing out you know, in a game like this, what's worth doing. But I mean, when you're playing such a long run, that's really got to be something you're constantly weighing in and out. What should you do? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. FF nine is very much a run about min maxing your, your, you know, potential time save. Really FF nine is more about not losing time than anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so damn long. Yeah. Cause I know with the time that you have as time without load. So I'm assuming that the game was actually longer than that when you played it. No, that's just how the board works, to my knowledge. So it's because of FF9 PC, they they measure it in that way uh, because they use what's called an auto splitter, which will just, you know, it'll once you're at a certain point, it'll split for you because of programming magic. But because of how the board works, I think they have to keep that for PSX or something along those lines. So loads are incorporated into the PSX board. It's, it's confusing. 
Okay. What made you choose to play this on a PS2? I mean, the PSX version, not the PC version. Oh, the PC. <laughs> I think the PC version's terrible. Oh. <laughs> really high input latency, which is, you know, the time that it takes from when you press a button to when you see the result on the screen. I mean, if you're playing casually, it's fine. You know, you're probably not going to notice. But if you're running it and trying to go as fast as possible, you're going to notice the input latency in menus and stuff. And it has the, in my opinion, garbage, you know, mobile UI from the, the Android and iPhone ports. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. Okay. Now I understand. Yeah. The backgrounds are super blurry because while they, they, you know, upgraded the character models, they didn't upscale the backgrounds for some reason. <laughs> so they're all still at standard definition. It's super blurry. If you're playing on an HD display, <laughs> I could go on and on about things I don't like about the PC. I'm not, I'm not surprised with Square. Yeah, they don't do very good jobs with their ports, unfortunately. No, I, I can definitely believe that. I I don't I don't play. I only play the original versions. I haven't went back to a lot of these games yet, but I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I think I mean, especially with FF9, I think if you can just the you can still buy the original version for 20 bucks on Amazon. So, I mean, if you if you can just just buy the original PSX version and play it on a PS2 or a PS1 even for the speed running, I see everybody plays on PS2 is the loading time faster than I assume. Yeah. So there's actually the you know, there's the different models of PS2s. So the, the original one loads the slowest. It's still faster than PS1. But 90K, the last model they released is the fastest and that different games actually load faster on different consoles like i think xenogears is fastest on a 70k model for some reason it's weird <laughs> i love xenogears i'm always happy to mention that game i i'm actually playing it casually on stream so i haven't played it in over 10 years so it's been fun that that's something i want to see somebody speed run they're actually working on the speed run for a long time was like 20 hours but they've actually Damn. gotten it down to like 12 hours and i think they found another skip or something that's gonna shorten it even more that's pretty impressive yeah it's a lot of text Yes, it is. Uh, it's less. It's also a game where you don't really need to grind a whole lot either to, when you play casually. I mean, I do, but you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a really awesome game. Oh. But also, like with Final Fantasy IX, as you're going through it, because I I, I want to say how many random battles did you have? Was it like 37 that you have throughout the entire run? Oh, for my for my PB, it was 52. Okay. Yeah, which is a believe that's a lot for like that time. For reference, the previous two world records, I think the, the previous one had 44 and the one before that it had like 40. It was like between 43 to 46. I can't remember the exact amount. Okay. But yeah, I mean, each battle is at least a minimum of 30 seconds time loss. I know the, the world record before you was eight hours and 39 minutes from two years ago. Yeah, that was a very good run. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, pretty I just... much anybody who's at the top, you know, is an amazing runner. Well, I mean, you have, I mean, you have to be when it comes to the, to the set yeah. com- these communities that I've noticed. Yeah. So when am I going to, when am I going to see you at awesome games done quick? <laughs> uh, they probably won't have FF9 for a while because it was actually in it two or three yeah, years ago now. Plus we'll it's see. so long. They, they tend to do shorter games too. Yeah. They tend to do the longer games overnight. So I think, I forget what they did. I think it was FF7 remake they did last year, if I'm not mistaken. They normally try to f- include at least one Final Fantasy every year, which is nice. They'll they'll never do FF10. They might do FF10 with the cutscene skip mod that we have now, but yeah, that, for a long time they would never do it because it's just so long. Yeah, it's so long, and there's so many cutscenes. And part of the fun of speedruns, especially for me, for often games done quick, is to hear all the different 
strategies. Like I love hearing the nitty and gritty, what people do and what they're looking for and what they're not trying to get and how much ran, you know, RNG is in there. Like I, I find that so fascinating. Oh yeah. That's, that's a big draw to speed running for me also. Um, especially FF nine. I like, I, I need a game that's less random for a while, but I, I actually really enjoy games that have high amounts of RNG just because I think it keeps things interesting. Do you have to use a lot of stealing in the speedrun in order to get certain items earlier that you need? The only thing we need to steal is Mage Masher, which is the item from the first, you know, the tutorial enemy at the beginning. Um, okay. Other than that, there's some optional ones, like you can steal the Mithril Dagger from Sea Lion. The big one is you can steal, um, it's called Ori Chalcum. It's from a disc three boss, but it makes the next boss fight inc- like at least a minute faster, typically. Well, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's only like a two or three percent chance to steal it, though. <laughs> so I think you don't get it very often, huh? No, not at all. What made you choose Final Fantasy IX to be that, that game? Because I know you speedrun before. I know you speedrun like Resident Evil games before, like. What was it about that game that made it be that this is the one that I'm going to go for? I mean, the big thing was I had gotten three day weekends at the time. And I I don't know. I was going through some personal stuff. So, like, I was just kind of making a lot of changes, both to, like, my personal life and Twitch. And I just kind of wanted something new. So I basically was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to kind of start over and do something new. And Final Fantasy IX is my favorite game ever. <laughs> um, so I just kind of went with it and it ended up being what it was. <laughs> oh, it's hella impressive. Like I was when I finally because I had forgotten to look because we had talked. God, back in, as I said earlier, almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I had been meaning to check up on how you were doing on there. But since you're not on you're not on Facebook, which is how I do all my communication. I kept forgetting. Then it was like a couple, about a month ago. I'm like, I'm going to go look at what the, cause I had looked before at some point, but it had been a while. And then I'm like, Oh God, you got the world record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny because I, like I, obviously you never anticipate getting a world record. Like, even though that was my goal, but it's funny because like near the end of disc three, I even said, I was like, well, this run is dead, but I'll finish it out anyway. <laughs> cause I was like, I think it was almost two minutes behind at one point. So I was like, yeah, I could probably PB, but I, there's no way this gets world record. And then I had, I had the most insane disc four ever. It's actually world record for PSX disc four. Um, and the rest is history. I was also surprised because I was, when I was looking, I had, we hadn't talked in a while. So I didn't realize you changed your name. It used to be abomination 1212. And I'm like, where I'm like, I don't see him on here. And then I did some Googling. I'm like, Oh, he changed his name. Yeah, I once I got a partner on Twitch, I changed it because I didn't like the game. I made it when I was trying to be edgy and I kind of <laughs> grew out of that. So I just and people were calling me bomb bomb or bomb anyways. So I figured I would just change it. <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched your speedrun because I, I don't watch long speedruns. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, but I did want to. I mean, I'm sure you must have been cheering for. I mean, it must have been hell of a feeling when you all when you did the when you did the final split and realized, wait a second. Oh, I mean, like halfway through disc four, I realized it was, uh, you know, possible. And then it was just like a weight off my shoulders. Once, you know, that final split was hit, I ended up crying (laughs) a lot. Um, Obviously tears of happiness, but Hey, I mean, you, you accomplished something, you know, amazing. I mean, I, some people might say, Oh, it's just video games. There's just this, but, if it's something that you're passionate about, then it's never a waste of time. It's never it's if it's something that you enjoy. I mean, 
you know, even if things change in the future, the fact that you you have the world record, I mean, you've been holding now for five months. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, and it, it really wasn't just for me. You know, it was for everybody that supported me. You know, my community who were great. They were always there. Um, you know, even when I wanted to quit, <laughs> they kept, you know, being there for me, pushing me. You know, my main mentor in the game uh, who also helped, you know, uh, she created the route that I ran, you know, with my input, you know, so it was it was for a lot more than me. I mean, hey, it's, you know, that's anytime you're creating content, there's something so special about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that I didn't real I didn't realize until I started doing it, like how amazing it feels to make content, to know that you're sharing something with other people. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, people who don't understand Twitch just see it as you know, people watching you play a video game, but it's it's really a lot more than that. It's about community is the big thing. I really want to get into Twitch, but it hasn't happened yet. And I'm assuming like a game like Final Fantasy Nine, you have a lot of moments where you can easily chat because you're just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. For yeah. eight hours. <laughs> Any game where there's a lot of text mashing, you know, it's a really great way to connect with your community. God, there's got I mean, I'm just thinking about the text in that game. Yeah, there's got to be a lot <laughs> hitting the X button or circle, whatever it was back then. Yeah, you can actually hit. So to mash faster we use x and square oh because you can use both as a confirm the big thing is is you don't want to talk to people using square because you'll end up playing cards with them on accident <laughs> and wasting time oh that's gotta be kind of i'm sure that's happened to people during speed runs huh? oh yeah yeah and it's not every it's not every npc either so like you have to figure out who you can't press square to talk to <laughs> that's kind of funny i forgot about yeah. that it's, it's had to been probably 20 years since i played this game I, I don't remember a whole lot. I, I do remember the characters vaguely, and I remember the game itself, but I, I don't remember a lot of details. I remember the Antlion boss being an asshole, though. Oh, he can casual. be an asshole in the run, too, and like just keep one-shotting Vivi, who's your main damage dealer for that boss, over and over. Are there a lot of reset points in this run? I mean, once you get past disc one, not really. Okay. Uh, I really recommend resetting as little as possible with this game. Just, you know, I mean, look at my PB. I said it was dead and it was it's it's just too random to you know i understand wanting to reset but like it is just it's so unhealthy like it's a mental grind at that point because you're watching the same cutscenes over and over and doing the same beginning sections over and over but there's just there's too much uncertainty with the run to like you know be a minute behind or two minutes behind it Unless you're, I guess, you're, unless you're really going for like an insane time, but like to be two minutes behind, you know, at the beginning or well, I should say the end of disc one and reset. Because I mean, I'm assuming disc one is a few hours into the game, right, too? Yeah, disc one ends like my PB was two hours, 15 minutes. Damn. But on average, I would say it's probably like 218 to 220. Okay, that's a while to go into a run. Yeah, and I mean, it's really basically a fourth of the run when you think about it are there way i mean i'm surprised this game doesn't does the game have any like glitches that people use to get through not really there's a few very small skips you can do there's one skip at the beginning where you're the very beginning like first screen beginning um where you take controls vv and puck runs up behind you there's a there's a glitch where if you talk to an npc on the same frame that skip or that Puck would run into you, you can skip that dialogue and keep moving even though he's talking to you. Um, okay. But it's it's frame perfect, and, it, you know, 
most of the screens run at 60 FPS. So, I mean, you have a 60th of a second to, you know, make that input. So, yeah, that, and it only saves like three to four seconds. So most people don't even bother. You lose no, time if you miss it. Uh, you lose one to two seconds. So, I mean, it's not a huge deal. Um, okay. But most people just don't really see the point. I mean, if you're going for like a segmented run, that makes sense because a segmented run is when you, you basically reset to get the perfect segment over and over and basically show what is humanly possible if you were to get the best scenario in every situation okay and i can see there aren't very many there's only two of those currently on on speedrun.com yeah my buddy reverb runs it he's the only active segmented runner but it's really interesting to watch you know just because it's kind of neat seeing what you know what would happen in best best case scenario every time but it's a lot of grinding. Like that is a lot of resets. And the nice thing is that you can quit whenever you want, as opposed to you know a, a single segment, which is just doing the whole game in one sitting. Yeah. And was your your family or significant other supportive of what you were doing when you're sitting there playing for ten hours straight? Yes, my girlfriend was very supportive. Uh, <laughs> she uh, was always there cheering for me, and it was a big part of my success. I think so. My other family didn't really, they don't really understand Twitch. So <laughs> I've done, my mom sort of does, but she, not, she very rarely ever logs on. It's a different age group thing. Yeah. I, mean, I yeah, also, sure. I'm younger and I don't even, I don't mess with Twitch either. Yeah. I mean, I just it, watch YouTube. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I understand that too. Cause I mean, with Twitch, you can just lurk, but I think there's, you know, and just kind of watch. But I think a lot of the draws, you know, the chatting and some people just, even I don't have the mental capacity to do that all the time. So, <laughs> but no, I, I'm always happy to hear that people have, you know, a significant other that will, you know, support what they're doing. Like I couldn't do what I do if my wife wasn't okay with the fact that I devote so much of my time to. My yeah, craft. for sure. I, I, that's really important for any hobby. And I'm assuming with, with FF nine, it wasn't a game. You could come home from a day of work and then go speed run because it's nine hours for a run. Yeah. I mean, basically I mean, I started dating her after I'd started running it, but she was supportive immediately. But basically, you know, my when I was really, really grinding it, my regiment was coming home, practicing one to two hours every day. My days that I didn't on my days that I didn't run. And then on the days I had off, I would do runs and I would I would do that every week. So it was okay. uh, yeah, it, it there was a rhythm to it for lack of a better term, I guess. I was like, what would you practice? Like you'd have like a certain segment that you would practice. And so, yes, when I was like still trying to really improve, uh, you know, anything that I felt like I screwed up or made a mistake, I would practice it. I would, you know, determine what I needed to practice for the week and then just grind that out, you know, grind out. It could be, it could even be something like a specific boss fight. I would just do the same boss fight over and over for probably at least a half hour to an hour and then other stuff you know would just be miscellaneous like practicing menus towards the end i was just like basically practicing menus and practicing disc four which apparently paid off (laughs) (laughs) yes i would agree with you so yeah it's really important if you're ever going to go for a world record grind to you know have some kind of regiment that you you know you get into and it's you know obviously it's not the same as you know doing some you know physical sport but I mean, it's the same concept. You're still getting into some kind of mindset and still doing the same regiment to, you know, get prepared. Well, I mean, I, I would agree that like stuff like this is still it is a yeah, people act like but there's still physical things that come into it. It's just, you know, you're not throwing a ball. You're doing something different. More yeah, mental. I mean, especially with a long run, there's a physical aspect to it. 
and and just the capacity. I mean, that's a long time. Like I can't even sit and play a game for that long. From like, okay, I'm done. Time to move on. Like I just <laughs> can't. Like I can't even imagine sitting there playing for nine hours straight. Like maybe at one time, but not in a very long time. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I'm like I said, I'm going to a shorter run because uh, I need a break from runs that are that long. Blame me one bit. Well, I think I want to ask you is what what game are you going to work on next? Now that you have the world record for five hundred nine, I'm assuming you're taking a break from that game. Since then. Yeah, I am kind of, for the most part, retired from FF9 at this point. I feel like I've proven all I've really needed to prove. Um, I'd love to see somebody else break the record. But uh, on the other hand, I hope it stays for a while, at least a year. But... I mean, I think you have a good chance because like when I was, I mean, I don't know much about speedruns, but just from when I was looking at the leaderboards, I mean, I see other people have have gotten pretty good records. But I mean, all the stuff that must go into this game in order to get like you know to get a world record run and the fact that the previous one held for two years i mean yeah you beat it by two over two minutes so or about that yeah yeah roughly two minutes i think very little less but but yeah i mean um so i was running chrono cross for a little bit i would love to go back to it but i just it's it's a little shorter than ff9 and i love the run i love chrono cross i think that is a highly underrated game I'm actually plan. My plan is to do that for episode 200 of, the, oh. of my of the podcast. I'm at 50 something at the moment. At the moment, well, but that's why. If you guys want to guess, I'm more than happy to, to go on because I'm always it's looking an, for, for more guests. It's an amazing game. Anybody who says that it's not a true sequel to Chrono Trigger has never played. You know, I'm the one of them, but hours. I have not played it since it came out. My opinion will be much different when I finally go back and revisit it. I it's been a long time. I will say, as as silly as this sounds, me watching the anime Steins Gate actually helped me understand the story for Chrono Cross considerably more because it, it deals with, you know, timelines that, you know, the the multi timeline theories that are out there. I don't want to go into too much detail since we're going to cover it, but it'll be a while. So it'll be over a year. <laughs> me and then uh so my my plan right now is to i think i'm gonna do a co-op playthrough of ff9 casually on stream with my girlfriend then i'm gonna go into a learning kingdom hearts 2 which is another one of my favorite games how long of a speed run is that for people i think kingdom hearts 2 is like four to five hours on average so it's okay. considerably shorter than like you you finish disc two. It takes longer to finish disc two than it does to finish Kingdom Hearts two. I, I'd have to look. It's been a while since I. Oh, the record is before. three hours and fifty seven minutes. So you're not far off. Yeah, so four to five hours when you're starting out. Okay, I have. That's another game I have not played since it came out, and I really want to go back to it. Oh, it's it's so good. The combat is still holds up so well today. I'm actually going to be playing the first one for our episode 175. We're going to finally play the first game, so I can start my quest to play all those for the show <laughs> i actually just started playing through this my girlfriend had never played them before so i've been playing with through them with her watching so she can experience the story and everything it's a good it's a good story from what i remember yeah i mean people it's, it can be confusing but i i think i blame square for that because some of the games that aren't numbered mainline games should be like chain of memories <laughs> and birth of sleep right yeah birth by sleep is also very important I don't know that it should be. It's a prequel, so hard to number it. I guess you'd call it Kingdom Hearts Zero, but I thought I, I don't know a whole lot about because I've only played one and two, and I have I tried and I played Chain of Memories a bit, but it's it was on GBA and I didn't finish it. It was a long time ago, so I don't remember a whole lot about it. 
I love Chain of Memories. A lot of people hate it, but I think that that's it's 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 a more difficult game to grasp because it is card based, which is kind of weird. But I like card based. Yeah, so do I. So because it Chain of Memory takes place between one and two, if I remember it right. Yeah, and like if you didn't play it and then you just jump straight to two, you would be incredibly confused by it. That's why I think that's where a lot of the confusion comes from. Because I if was. you jump from one to two, you have no idea what's going on. So really, Chain of Memory should just be Kingdom Hearts two. <laughs> yeah, they they did this. They they made mistakes. Yeah, with the way that they numbered things, and it's a really it, it's a it's a series that I'm looking forward to tackling finally. Yeah, I'm excited for for you guys to do it. There's a certain series I started that I want to go far. Like we've been doing the Metal Gear series, and we're at we got to do four next, and I'm kind of like, eh. <laughs> you don't like four? I haven't played four in in a long time, and I just don't really want to go back to it. I'm waiting for them to re-release it on something newer than PS3. Oh yeah, that's fair. And I don't know if they're ever going to, but yeah, it's Konami. They they hate yeah. their fans because I wanted <laughs> I I I have PS3, but I want another way to play it than just that. I mean, you could probably. I'm going to emulate it. it when I get there. <laughs> I, I I know it's out there, but yeah, I haven't done it yet. But that's kind of what I'm waiting for. Are we done. We're about to do two. Actually, at the time you're hearing this episode, we're doing Metal Gear Solid two soon, and then at some point I'll do four. But I just, eh, it's not. It's one I'm not really excited to go back to. Yeah, and I remember I, nothing about it. So I think that with that era of gaming, it's just kind of. You know, there's some games that haven't been ported over to newer consoles, and it's kind of annoying to dust off a PS3 or a 360. And it's just it's a it's a long game. And I just yeah. haven't to go back. And I don't I like playing on my PC and I can't play on my PC. I mean, I can emulate PS3, but I haven't messed with. I don't know if my PC can run it. Yeah, you need to have a pretty to my knowledge, have a pretty top end PC to emulate PS3. Yeah, I mean, I have a PS3, and actually, I own a lot, and I own a lot of these titles that just, I love being able to play on my PC and my laptop, and I love being able to save when I want and just turn off and stop. Yeah, that's that's totally understandable. And I love being able to get games that are licensed that you can't, I'm not going to pay $80 for, so. Yeah, <laughs> that is also very understandable. <laughs> so that's part of it. I mean, I own a bunch, but still, like, there's certain mm-hmm. ones, like, Folklore, example, again, not licensed, but it's a game that, I won't, I've talked about doing it on the show, but it's like over. I think it's anywhere between sixty to a hundred. I'm like, I'm not paying that for an old PS3 game. Oh, gaming prices are insane now uh, because of the people who are the rating it. There's that yeah that uh, organization that rates games, and it's just like that defeats the purpose of game collecting, in my opinion. Yeah, so that's I just I don't I just buy stuff on Steam now mostly, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, I mean, it's cheaper. That's why I buy a lot of stuff digitally now, too. It's just it, it well, can be more I, convenient and it's it's most likely cheaper. When I moved and I had to set up seven bookshelves for all my games, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't really need to buy physical anymore. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I am now. Instead, I moved on to collecting manga and vinyl. So I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> that's kind of what happened. I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm done. Yeah. I, I just can't do it anymore. So. <laughs> I just buy yeah. mostly by digital and for steam. I still buy physical. If there's something I want for switch or for, you know, I, I will, but for the most part, I stay away from that. Yeah. I love buying games digitally on switch just because you don't have to carry around a bunch of games, but yeah, PS4 and PS5. I still like to buy physical if I can. Same. I, I don't buy digital for that. It's just not very often that I have to. Sometimes they have good deals, but yeah, it just varies. So I, yeah, I, I used to buy a lot of GameStop, but now games doesn't really exist like it used to. So I'm surprised GameStop is around at all. <laughs> Me too. I think they are too. 
I used to work yeah. with a lot of people who were from GameStop who left because, you know, the place was shutting down. And they told me stories, and yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, they just don't treat their employees great either. No, it was a great time, like, during the 360 era, but things did not go the best in the PS4 era and on, so. Yeah. They did not have good things to say. Yeah. Not <laughs> with the current weight. I mean, the company's fault. I mean, I, I love GameStop, but they're not going to be around in another three years, probably. Yeah, or at least they're going to be way not. different if they are. Yeah, I think that the main thing they, they screwed up was by stopping, like, I feel like retro games are the way to go if you're going to, you know, sell them used at this point. Yes. And they didn't do a good job with that and they didn't try to, like, make that work. Yeah. I remember they had a small push for it, but they, I haven't heard anything about it since. Oh, it's then. gone. Oh, they stopped doing it all together. Oh, wow. Yeah. It went away a while ago because, like, people were getting all, like, they weren't really checking games, but people were getting lots of counterfeit, expensive games, like Earthbound would be counterfeit. Because they didn't know what that they weren't people weren't trained to what to look for because it's a whole different where people, you know, take out the cases, put different chips in and people, they didn't know what to look for. Wow. So, yeah, they stopped it completely. I mean, I guess if you're not going to do something right, why do it at all? Right. <laughs> it didn't make them money like they were hoping and it didn't grab what they and there were a lot. I mean, GameStop had too many stars, too. Yeah. I mean, hell, one city not that far from me where my son lives and you had two GameStops within a mile of each other. You don't need two GameStops in a small town like it's fine. You just need one. Don't need to. Yeah, but pretty much. That's what they did because of EV games. Yep. Because they bought them out and they just <laughs> did not think straight. Like Mall America used to have two GameStops. It didn't need two GameStops. Now it just has <laughs> one giant one. But you did, I mean, giant mall, we still didn't need two GameStops. I never understood the point of having the same restaurant or store in a mile radius. You don't. I mean, unless it's a Starbucks or something of that nature, you don't. I mean, we've got like three McDonald's in our town and it's like a city of 20 to 30,000 people. Yeah, McDonald's a little different though, but yeah, you don't you don't need that. All right, I think that's I think that's everything. Any last things you want to say about speedrunning? I mean, I think more people should get into it. You know, if you have the time and patience, definitely don't hesitate to try to jump in for any game. You know, normally communities are really welcoming. Can't think of any community that actually isn't welcoming for that matter. You know, especially the FF community. Everybody is super nice. For the easily the best community I've ever been a part of in any speedrunning community. But yeah, I mean, you know, jump in if you're interested. And then, you know, if you have if you want to jump in FF9, I'm more than happy to answer any questions at my Twitch channel. And where can people find you at? Twitch.tv slash bomb bomb. That's B-O-M-B-O-M. All right. And there will be a link in the show notes to that too. Appreciate that. And I want to thank you again for coming on and doing this. I've been Wanting to, I wanted to do this earlier to when you got the record, but I did not check for a while. Oh, it's so. all good. I appreciate you having me. I I always enjoy being on the podcast. All right, I'll definitely get you on more. I just <laughs> forget good. about you because you're not on Facebook, and that's all. Yes, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again for joining. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have other interviews we've done. Plus, we have tons of different episodes. We cover games, comics, movies. So definitely go check out all our backlog. If there's something that you can't, if it only goes so back on your pod chaser that you use such as spotify or itunes use podbean it will have everything on podbean and if you enjoyed this episode you can help out the show for as little as a dollar a month you can vote in our patreon polls you will see a link to our patreon in the show notes every month we do a different patreon poll and i want to thank my intro and outro courtesy of helena at hell hath fury you will see a link to her tiktok in the show notes definitely go follow her she's the one that made our music and please follow and we are on facebook instagram twitter and on youtube only audio but we are on youtube and I want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker who started his own podcast, uh, Gamer Looks Before. You definitely go check him out. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>